Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I am your host, Joe Oltman. Uh, Mr. Producer, I can't see myself up there on the, on the screen, so I think you're, all I'm seeing is a blue screen. Um, there I go. There we go. It's just a button. Is this what happens when you're in multiple different places trying to get things done? So today we're, uh, we're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about a lot. So we're going to start off in the first hour. We're going to talk about uh, Kabul, Kabul and uh, the bombings there. Um, I'm going to start this show by, by telling you that it's a pretty heavy heart. We have an illegitimate president. We have an illegitimate... We lost four Navy SEALs. We lost four Navy SEALs that did not have to die because of Joe Biden and this illegitimate administration and poor, poor leadership. We lost four. We lost four of our own. There's nothing you could tell me that could convince me that they had to die, that this was, that, that, that the way that we pulled out the troops, the way that we exposed and gave away billions of dollars, $85 billion worth of equipment to terrorists, and for the first time ever relented to a terrorist state, and then flew hundreds of terrorists, potential terrorists, to the United States. You couldn't convince me that we had to do the things that we did today. So we're going to talk about Kabul, Kabul, sorry. We're going to talk about Afghanistan. We're going to talk about uh, HR4. Joining me is, uh, is Jake again. Is Jake, is Jake on? Well, I can get him on for you. He's, right. I had him lined up for a second, but if you want him now. Well, I thought he was going to be on for both hours. Well, so. give me a minute here. All right. So to start with, we're going to go to cut one, and we're going to uh, play a video of three U.S. troops injured in a bombing in Kabul. Go to cut one. Kabul airport. They knew that they were on borrowed time, and this uh, is the reason that the State Department put out that warning last night, telling Americans not to come to the gates. Mm. Uh, again, the military and the State Department working very hard yeah. to get as many people through those gates, and now it appears as if that will that is shut down. And we've moved into another phase of this evacuation. Thank you, Jen. Stand by. So my question would be, is really simple, actually. And put up the numbers so that people can call in, if you would. 888-441-1121. Is that why didn't we just send four or 5,000 troops in to surround the airport and tell the Taliban that we're going to do... We're going to take our people out. We're going to take our Americans out. And if you don't like it, we'll show back up with 80,000 troops. Why not? 
Why didn't we do that? Why didn't we show the strength that we have as a nation? Why is Biden allowing all of this stuff to happen to our country and to our countrymen? People that are risking their lives, sacrificing their lives for what? What are they sacrificing their lives for? And I have a question for you. As, as American citizens, what are we doing when we take our hard-earned money, the money that you work 40, 50, 60 hours a week, what are we doing when we take uh, you know, 80% of a, of a bill and hand it off to foreign interest? What, what are we telling the American people when we do that? I mean, I know, what it, I know what it feels like to me that we're telling them. We're telling them that you don't matter. You're slaves. And I truly believe that we are slaves. We are slaves. Just shut up, go to work, give us 30 to 40% of your pay. If you're lucky, you'll make enough to take care of your family and prosper. And in this world, we're going to spin the roulette wheel and we're going to find ways to take even more from you. We're going to persecute you and prosecute you and make you jump through hoops and make you fill out all these forms and make you give, 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 feed, 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 feed. The greed factor of our government, the corrupt factor of our government is unbelievable. It's also undeniable. So we have become their slaves. And the American people that are there, no, the American people, they don't matter to this administration. They never mattered. We never mattered. We never mattered to the Democrats, these radical leftists. They only want one thing, to seek and destroy everything that is good about our nation. I got some more posts to go through. Cut to U.S. officials urge those at the Cabal Airport to leave immediately. Go ahead and play cut two. This morning, the Kabul airport a target with new credible threats of a feared terror attack. Americans still there and Afghan civilians warned to leave the evacuation point. U.S. officials urge those waiting at the airport gates to clear the area. With this message, be aware of surroundings at all times, especially in large crowds. But it's unclear where those desperate to be evacuated can go, with the Taliban in control of checkpoints, and many of the crowds remain gathered at the airport. Vice President Harris, traveling in Vietnam today, says despite threats, the operation yeah, is ahead, focused. Our highest priority right now is evacuating American citizens, take it down. evacuating Afghans who worked with us. <sighs> You know, typically I get on here and I have a lot to say. I have a lot to say about what's happening in our country, what we need to do next. Uh, joined, I think Jake is joining us as a guest host. We want to go ahead and pull him in. Jake, you with us? Yeah. What's going on, oh, Joe? Hopefully and you are back in my office. I am. But you have a much better view, that part of my office. So Yeah, we got, you know, some branding in there. Yeah, got some stuff up there. All right. EF, you know. Yeah. And then Coming you along. got a, it looks like a Broncos helmet and a Jim Brown helmet, some footballs. Oh, good, good stuff. Taste, that, was, that was back when the NFL was, was, a, was a real thing. So, Jake, we're talking today about uh, what's happening in, in uh, Cabal. And, um, you know, obviously we lost four Navy SEALs. It was confirmed by the embassy, uh, four Navy, by the State Department, excuse me, four Navy SEALs. And so uh, we also have three that were injured, three U.S. troops that were injured in another bombing. 
And uh, we kind of saw this coming. We knew this was going to happen. We knew that the, the Taliban was not going to leave people alone and, and even honor a, uh, a, an end date to get all the Americans out. We knew that they were going to terrorize people. We know they're walking door to door currently looking for the Bible app on people's phones to be able to delineate between Christians and Muslims. Well, we also did them the favor of leaving the biometric uh, database. You got to speak up, Bobo. I can barely hear you. So we did them the favor of uh, leaving the the biometric database behind at the embassy. So now they actually have uh, ocular scans, so eye scans and fingerprints of anyone who worked with us or with allied forces over the past 20 years. So, uh, you know, we've, we've helped them commit genocide or we've equipped them to commit genocide quite um, in, in quite a modern sense. And, uh, you know, I have friends stuck over in Qatar and going back to the Biden administration's claim that this was all totally not foreseen that, you know, these the, the overrunning by the Taliban was completely miscalculated. I don't really believe that in any way or form. Uh, I, I have friends out there deployed that a month ago, I was told, you know, catching up with them that they would have to go to dark, that they w- would not be able to talk about what was coming. But they, you know, I haven't been able to communicate with them for quite some time. And, you know, it leads me to believe that on the ground out there, they knew this was coming and they weren't being equipped with, uh, you know, whatever they needed to uh, combat the overrunning by the Taliban. So, yeah, we have we have somebody that we I'm, know I'm that is, loss on- we, we have somebody that we know that is stationed there now is currently there. Yeah. And yeah. And by the way, um, just as an update, somebody just brought this up. They're now confirming that 10 U.S. Marines soldiers killed at the Cabal airport explosion. Ten, not four. Ten U.S. Marines and soldiers were killed at the airport. I can't I, I don't I don't know. I don't even know how to address this because these 10 soldiers did not have to die. And what's even more disturbing is that. Biden has not come out and even talked. He's gone into, uh, you know, they they basically um, called a day and he's not going to talk to anyone. Uh, A couple days ago, I think it was four or five days ago, Biden came out and said, you know, I'm going to act like the people that 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 are uh, in the Olympics and uh, I'm going to take a mental health day. You remember when he said that a couple days ago? I'm going to take a mental health day. Hey, see if you can find that cut for me, Mr. Producer. Um, this is the, supposed to be the person that re, leads the free world, only it doesn't feel so free right now, does it? And what's happening is, is that we're putting ourselves in a position where we are constantly under attack as Americans. Constantly under attack as Americans while these weak leaders, I won't even call them leaders, these weak trash bags, these pieces of trash, these leftist radicals destroy everything that is good about our nation. Okay, so I'm going to, uh, we, we have a third cut that we'll play, which is concern for ISIS among the attack, or, or, or concern about an ISIS attack. Let's go ahead and play cut three. We're going to bring in NBC News White House correspondent Kelly O'Donnell, who joins us now. And Kelly, as I prepare to set you up, will note that uh, John Kirby, Pentagon spokesman, tweeted, we can confirm an explosion near the Abbey Gate of the Kabul airport has resulted in an unknown number of casualties. What's happening right now at the White House? We know the president has been briefed on this. What else can you tell us? 
Well, you're covering a lot of what we know, to be honest, Joe. These are those early moments where there is uh, a volatile situation. There is a limited amount of information that's coming out in large part because those who have access to that information are meeting with the president. I'm told he is in the Situation Room, has been there with his national security team. That gives him the ability to communicate with commanders on the ground, both at the Pentagon, uh, certainly the, the entire sort of leadership team there, as well as those commanders on the ground running the operation in Kabul, allows them to be in touch with the CIA and all the apparatus of the federal government to get as much information in real right, time let's, let's, as let's possible. Go ahead and cut it. We have been asking the, the, about the... The interesting part about what she is saying right now, and I, I want to repeat this as clearly as I possibly can, is that we have limited amounts of information. And they have limited amounts of information because... This, and this is what I said before, is that the, there's different parts of our government that are not talking to each other. They're actually fighting against each other. And I, I do believe the military, the erosion of trust and leadership across our nation and the judiciary and what's happening in our nation has led us to a place where the government has no, no confidence at this point in the executive branch of the government. They have no confidence in the legislative part of the government. They have no confidence in the judicial part of the government when all they're concerned about is a, you know, getting vaccinated in the middle of a hurricane and not taking care of our American troops over in Kabul and, and, Kabul, and, and, not, and, and not taking care of our responsibility responsibility as supposedly a world power in preserving peace in that environment, watching people get slaughtered on the streets. So there, there's a, I believe that the reason why this is happening, and Jake, I, I've, I've talked to guys that are veterans, the veterans right now are doing more to help people get out of Afghanistan than the intelligence community and the uh, State Department slash the embassy staff combined. Yeah, <clears throat> th this is my concern is that this is all a work up to 9-11's 20th anniversary, and then we're going to start seeing... I, I need you to speak up. You know, I don't know if everyone else can hear you, but I certainly can't hear you in my right, ear, so now? maybe it's the bad camera. You hear me? I, I still... I mean, Mr. Producer, can everyone else hear him? What's that? Yeah, I'm just trying to send you more to your ears without it blowing up in your head. All right, I, I can't hear him at all. Yeah. So maybe it's you just You can me. hear me now? It's fine. I just have to. I just have to be careful how I listen to you. It sounds like you're you're muffled in my ears. As long as the people, uh, no one can uh, ever hear Jake. So nobody can hear you right now. No. So the, whatever it is with the sound, we got to figure it out. Get him a mic. Put something right, in front pull, of him. Pull me off, and I'll there get a go. new setup. There you go. Now you can hear me. Now I can hear you. Just speak up. Okay. All right. All right. My concern is that they're going to run this. I mean, the, the opportunity to get get everyone out has passed. The window has closed, and now. I think we're going to be looking at a, a kind of a Hotel Rwanda type situation in the you know the coming weeks as we get closer to 9/11 and on 9/11 I you know ISIS is closing in on the city and and they're kind of one in the same it's like the uh, you know the, the different sect of the Taliban just more extreme uh, and I think we're going to come into the 20th anniversary of 9-11. And I, I was in third grade when 9-11 took place. So this has been my whole life on Earth has been this monstrosity. And now we're right back at, at square one. And I, I think we are going to see some horrible atrocities done publicly as kind of a screw you to the administration now and, and all the things that, you know, uh, took place in, in, in the Middle East. So I, 
I don't know how they get these people out. They tell them to leave the airport. Where do they go? They go to the hotel they blew up the second bomb at? I mean, where the, the fact that this is not a, a, a rolling presser coming out of the White House is well, the fact that Confirmed both sides, the, the fact that both sides of the aisle can't seem to come together under the premise of protecting the American people and making their lives matter to me is more of a abomination than what we're dealing with right now. It just shows a lack of leadership. It shows a lack of just basic understanding of reality. It's like chasing around the, the boogeyman on racism around the U.S., which does not largely exist. Um, while at the same time right. ignoring our responsibility as a world power to instill and to uh, regulate peace across the, across the globe, especially when we were the ones that came into Afghanistan to begin with. I mean, it's just, it, 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 is, it is beyond embarrassing to be in the position we're in and to watch as now 10 soldiers, 10 U.S. soldiers have died, um, you know, in a sacrifice that can only be described as um, in vain. For, for having to even stand in the gap for this pathetic, pathetic administration. I mean, this really is a Benghazi moment. That probably, you know, worse. It is, it is a Benghazi. But, but, it, it's a Benghazi moment, and it seems to be that each one of these trash administrations want one on their, you know, their lapel. They want a badge for doing this. So you had, you know, Libya, you have this now. It, it's, it's, the country should be up in arms on this that we're, you know, from the same people telling us that our health and wellness matters as, you know, domestic citizens, the guys over there getting shot at and their arms blown off, it doesn't matter. So it's... Well, I, th I think that the, the other side of this is that, 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 I, that I, I, I often go to is that it's not just the ineffectual leadership, it's the things that they are prioritizing inside of our military and that are putting our servicemen and women at risk. It is the poor leadership all the way down the chain and the breakdowns that we have, the corrupt and collusion inside judiciary. I mean, let's just call it what it is. We have the, the stupidest people among us that are in positions of power and authority right now in our government. You know, we, we're at a place right now where the, there is no courage. There is no ethics. There is no moral fiber. It doesn't exist. What exists is a group of people that wants to play politics with our government, or excuse me, with our military, wants to play politics with our children, and wants to destroy the fiber of our nation. Every single time the Democrats touch anything, they destroy it. Every single time. Now, Jake, if you can give me an example, if anyone can give me an example of a time that the Democrats have touched anything in the last five decades that hasn't turned to crap, please, I'd love to, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see anybody call me up and give me that example. So right now we do have a caller, Jake, so I want to bring her on. Uh, Tiana is on the, and wants to talk about um, another, uh, pulling us, she hung up. Okay, sorry. Tiana, if, you're, if you want to call back, you can call back. I'm sorry I didn't get to you sooner. I think the issue that I see, that I see right now is that we are, we are at a place where we have to make a decision as a country, we have to make a decision as people of, are we going to continue to let them erode everything around us and say, ah, but we're the people of law and order. There is no law and order. They're letting Americans die. They're letting Americans get executed by foreign terrorists. We're letting terrorists run our thing. We're letting elections get stolen. We're letting our kids learn more about the fact that, oh, you're white, you're a racist. Oh, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and just create, create this equilibrium by saying math is racist. If you, if you actually don't do all your homework and do the things that you need to do, 
we're still going to give you a diploma. And I'm sorry that you can't read. I'm sorry that you have a third grade math level, but that's okay. We're going to take care of you for the rest of your life. And oh, you white people, you're the reason why they don't have this stuff as our entire education system, our communities get eroded by these ass clowns. I don't know any other way to put it. They're just trash. These people are absolute trash. They are radical leftist trash. And somewhere along the line, the media and the tech companies think that they're the savior. And I can't even, for the life of me, figure out how they can even think for one moment that what they're doing is righteous or good for the people in this country or good for the people over in Afghanistan. I can't, I cannot fathom it. On the 20-year anniversary of our country being attacked, we're having to deal with this now in our nation. We're losing our, our servicemen, men and women. We're not protecting Americans abroad. It's, it, to me, it's a big clown show. It's a clown show. It's a clown show. It's, I mean, I, I'm really at a loss of words on this because this has been, as I said, my whole, my whole childhood, my whole upbringing, my, my whole life was in the shadow of 9-11. You know, I didn't know anything beyond that. And to see this, you know, they, they made a mockery of the service that these men and women have given over the past 20 years. And now, after stripping them of any of their accomplishments and making a mockery of them now they have to die for that mockery and it's 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 mind-blowing to me and i i don't really know what gets done and, and you know people on the left and right say it's just negligence i don't think it's negligence this is the strategic demolition of the imagery and placement of, of america internally it's an internal self-destruction and people keep saying oh it's negligence we'll talk about it in four years we'll change it in four years no you kind of have to you know if it walks like a duck we don't don't actually get four we don't have four years no we don't i don't think we have till the end of the year before you know we're we're facing global and domestic turmoil Uh, so you know if it again if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck (laughs) you know it's a duck if it it's a duck and i i really am concerned as to what happens as we head into september and it's just uh, unfortunately i think it's going to turn into a bloodbath so well i don't think you're wrong about it turning into a bloodbath but i also think that at some point that people here in this country need to stand up and and we need to remove all of these pieces of trash that are destroying our country just remove all of them Remove all of them across the board. We walk in and we evict them. And I said that we needed a national eviction day, and that's what we're going to move towards over the next three, four weeks. Look, the, the, the people in this country, it should not be other countries out there telling the free world what you should be doing to hold your leadership accountable. We should not have this trashy leadership at the judiciary. We should not have this trashy leadership in our executive branch. We should not have this trashy leadership in the legislative branch, all the way down to county commissioners and down to people at the local level. We should not allow this trash to stand. We have this thing called the Constitution, and they are trashing it. And we're putting ourselves in a position where we're watching this happen in real time. And it just shouldn't, it shouldn't be this way. We should not be dealing with this right now. We need to get back to, we need to get back to Cabal. And Qatar officials have been warning of a growing crisis for evacuees. They've been talking to U.S. uh, sources inside of the State Department saying, look, you've got to get everybody out of there. 
And if that means you've got to bring other soldiers in in order to protect them and fortify um, the uh, uh, airport, and why they're using that airport when they had a military base that they could have sh shuffled people to is beyond me. Like, why, why did you give up all of the military bases and go to the Cabal, uh, uh, Cabal Airport? Why? Why would we do that? You had a fortified environment where you could have brought people in. You would, and you would have been able to preserve all of the equipment you left there. You would have been able to preserve all of it, but they don't want to do that. So go ahead and play cut four. This is a Qatar official, them talking about a Qatar official warning of the growing crisis for evacuees. Susan Lord, get this. The Kabul airport is under imminent terror threat. The U.S. warning to Americans telling them to leave the area right away. Tens of thousands of Americans in Afga and Afghans have already been evacuated from Kabul and are being housed at U.S. US military air base in Qatar. And the facilities and the conditions are terrible. But now they're reportedly facing a growing crisis. Trey Yinks joins us now from Doha. Hey, Trey, how does it look? Well, Brian, good morning. Qatari officials in private are warning the Americans about the conditions currently housing thousands of Afghan evacuees. Things like water and food shortages, major concerns to the Biden administration. Now, the White House says they are aware of these issues and they're being improved as we speak. This does come as the conditions in Afghanistan, specifically at the airport in Kabul, continue to deteriorate due to security threats outside the gates. Kabul's airport has been basically closed right now. The U.S. State Department now telling Americans to shelter in place and not come to the airfield. This as American and British officials were made aware of specific ISIS-K threats against the airport. No further details were provided, though the timing could not have come at a worse moment. According to U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken, there okay, are ahead, still 1,500... So here's, here's something interesting that you should know. When the Taliban first said that they took over Cabal, do you know actually where the uh, leaders of the... Um, um, Taliban were. Jake, you're, you're muted. Do you know where with the CIA? No, they were with the CIA. Yeah, definitely with the CIA. But what what country were they in that the Taliban leaders had to fly from? Do you remember? No. They were in Qatar. They were ah. in Qatar. So they were in Qatar, and they said when they've made sure that they secured everything, the, the leaders of the Taliban, the leaders, the new leadership of Afghanistan would come in from Qatar. So now if the Qatari officials are coming out saying that, hey, listen, we, we, we're trying to warn you of what's to come, it's because they know what's to come. There is, a, there is a globalist environment that is sweeping across the world that is going to instill fear in the communities and turn everyone across the globe into slaves if we don't stand up. This is a repeat of 1940s. This is a repeat of Nazi Germany. And, if, and do you know what happened with uh, Adolf Hitler? Um, he ended up dying. No, but which was when, a good before at the beginning of the war in 1938. What what did what award was um, bestowed on Adolf Hitler? Uh, Time Magazine, I think. Personally, Time Magazine, Time Magazine, Man of the Year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He went from the darling at the beginning. By the way, while he was invading nations and killing people and building concentration camps and persecuting people and sending brown shirts door to door. He was also man of the year over here in the United States, man of the year while he's killing people indiscriminately. What does that tell you about we, the upside down world we had back in the 1940s and what we're dealing with now? Uh, history repeats itself, but no one ever wants to accept that reality.
you know. So I, uh, I actually have a good lineup for the second hour where we pull a lot of how, you know, Hitler, what he envisioned is manifesting itself today. So if, if, uh, if people are interested in that uh, historical connection, I'd stick around for the second hour. Yeah. So we, um, I, I have to tell you that the more I get into what we're dealing with as a nation, the more upset I become just at the, the lack of the lack of character, the lack of care, the lack of empathy, the, the, the lack of consideration for human life. It's as if we're going backwards in the United States and saying that, hey, it's okay. We, we got a text message or excuse me, an email yesterday that said, uh, we hope you all, you and your entire family and everyone you know dies of COVID. <laughs> that was an email from someone that was sent to me. And I was like, oh, okay, you're such a nice person. You know what? You are just full of love. I think this is full of love. This is what the radical left is. They talk about what they want to be while being the complete opposite. They, are no, the they just project self-hatred. Yeah. That's really do. it. Most of them can't stand themselves. So it's, it's all projection of self-hatred. So the, the, we're not we're not talking about, by the way, the only the, the we're not just talking about one country that warned the U.S. about an imminent attack. They've been getting intel for the last week that they were planning and plotting. They had inside information about an imminent attack. Why don't we play cut five? This is a 21 second cut. Urging uh, those who do want to evacuate Afghanistan to do so through its borders. Um, at this point in time, that the idea of doing so from the airport has become increasingly dangerous uh, and the, uh, you know, urging them to kind of assess other options on that front. You have other countries that are telling you that there's going to be an attack. You have people that are that are warning you that they, they have intel from the inside. Obviously, we know that the um, color revolution and going in and changing and creating a weaker environment in the United States is, has a lot more to do with money and power and the ability for these people that are compromised to maybe they have pictures of their daughter or them with, you know, Jeffrey Epstein or something, right? But we do know that these people have to be compromised because they were told, they were warned up front a week in advance, this is what's going to happen. And not one thing changed. And the soldiers weren't told that, hey, by the way, the threat level for you, the, it's going to go up dramatically. We know that there's going to be attack. There's a high probability you're going to die a higher probability you're going to die. And yet we were, they weren't told that. So they get to stand out there and they become a symbol or a, you know, a, a, some sort of celebration for these Taliban terrorists. And we as the American people have to sit back here and we have to fund it. That $85 billion came out of your pocket. All the things that are happening right now in Afghanistan, all the soldiers that died previously in, in many years. I had a conversation, Jake, I talked to you about this earlier, a conversation with a guy that served in Afghanistan who lost friends in Afghanistan. And we were talking last night and he's having a serious problem with what's, what's happening in Afghanistan because he sees the military as some anemic, you know, barely able to function environment. He talks to his friends who are still in the military and they're like, yeah, they're more concerned about telling us that we have to not be racist than they are about telling us to defend the American people. This is a real thing. It's a coup. It's a coup across all, 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 all parts of, of of society, of American society and, and infrastructure. So uh, I wonder what the conversation they had with the CIA, with the CIA, with the leader of the Taliban was, I would assume something along the lines of like, yeah, you can keep doing your stuff. Just give us access to your, your poppy fields or something. Yeah. And I think uh, that know, they want to be able to fund. Like, 
They want to be able to fund their black ops. So, hey, we'll let you do all of this if you do this for us. We know it exists. Well, look, if, if you, you know, you're going back to the, the whole bigger picture of, of, of strategic destruction, uh, the amount of opium or opium derivatives, you know, legal drugs from uh, Purdue or the Sackler, you know, any of these uh, prescriptions that leveled much of uh, the past 20 years leveled a lot of the inner cities. Like you go to Skid Row, it's not people, you know, people aren't homeless in L.A. because, you know, you know, there are instances where a person ends up homeless because, you know, they, they're down on their luck. But generally yeah. speaking, all of this societal decay in the inner cities is coming from some mental health crisis exacerbated or combined with a drug problem. Now, most of these, we, my high school, we used to have a policy that if you went down on the table, or you would get sent to the principal's office for testing because kids were getting, you know, Percocets and oxycodones and getting them for their wisdom teeth being removed and, and, and snorting them. And, and passing so, on to other people. Right. So, so you know, it, it would make sense that the same entities involved in, in running this country into the ground would want to, you know, uh, make sure that their their drug operations, whether it's in South America or in Afghanistan, are, you know, kept in, in, in line so they can continue that component of the destruction of American society. You go to Portland and most of these Antifa lunatics are all drug addicts anyway. So, you know, it, it all goes hand in hand with the master, the master plan that is really hitting its, uh, its peak in, in the next few months. I, I think it's, it's go time for them to really implement the final stages of this master plan. So, Well, we, we, we can't help but look at what's happening in Afghanistan as a larger symptom to what's happening in the United States. You know, they, they, again, they're more concerned about a vaccine. And I don't know if you saw this, but um, Germany just suspended all vaccines and licenses for vaccines in Germany based upon the adverse effect of the vaccines inside their country. Did you see that? No. So they're, they're not mandating it? No, they're not. Interesting. Yeah. So They it, must be happy that these mandates were taken out of their, you know, historical playbooks. So Yeah. Must they have at least that to look at? Yeah. So they they um, on August 26, 2021, they they stopped using all vaccines and licenses, license of the vaccine injuries. Japan stopped use of 1.6 million Moderna doses over contamination fears after finding black substances inside of the vials. Now, the reason why that this is significant is because I believe that the U.S. government that there is a plan to create this nothing to see here so that we can get away from the things that are most important. And even through all the stuff that's happening in Afghanistan, and I know we're having a conversation about it, and we lost our soldiers here, we have to keep our eye on the prize. We have to remain focused on the one thing that should be important, and that is the voice of the American people meaning something. And it, it is obvious that it doesn't mean something because if the voice of the American people meant something, big tech would not be silencing and becoming a proxy for the government to silence and stop people from having free speech. Media companies would not be writing puff pieces about people that are absolutely disgusting, which by the way, in the second hour, we're gonna have that conversation, aren't we, Jake? We're gonna sit down and dissect the article from New York Times' Susan uh, Dominus of Eric Coomer. And we're gonna also, what was really surprising to me is that we had a 
article that was sent to me by an Ash Epp. Now I've met Ash several times. She is a journalist. She writes about controversial things. She's involved in gathering evidence about election integrity. She digs deep. Um, she is a part of a journalistic group that, that writes for um, several publications across the country. As she came out more vocally against some of the things that were happening um, in the election, uh, she actually was told that, you know, that her services were no longer needed in some of these media environments, proving that, again, that the, the journalist and the, the journalism that's out there is just a farce on the people just to convince them and create propaganda in the market. That's a PR app. Yeah. It's a PR and, outlet, an ideological PR outlet. So we're and, and, and but here's the problem. There's a lot of really smart Americans out there that have that have pushed through it and understand it. But that's why they use big tech to, to censor and oppress people into not being able to see truth. So we, we, if we don't keep our eye on the ball, if we don't keep our eye on this election integrity issue and getting rid of these machines and getting rid of the the, the, the companies that are providing the paper, like Runbeck, that frankly is, they do the mobile, uh, uh, the, uh, mobile printer, the um, mail uh, ballot printers, right? They, they actually can, uh, mobile ballot printers, so they can actually print ballots at the location. If you don't have a ballot, they don't have a ballot, and you come in, they can print a ballot for you. Um, they're supposed to keep track of the paper, but we have now have evidence from a whistleblower, we'll call him a whistleblower, not at Dominion, by the way, but at a, a company called Runbeck that has come forward to say, hey, look, they don't keep track of the paper. They don't keep track of the paper. Matter of fact, they're supposed to keep track of the paper, so if they print a 1,000 of them, they can actually correlate that. He said they don't. It's another way that they can actually have a con on the American people. So you have a system that has multiple uh, problems with it. We need to concentrate on that. We're going to talk about Afghanistan in this first hour. We're going to talk about some of the fall downs of Biden basically allowing Americans to be under attack both here and abroad. Um, but in the second hour, we are going to talk about Eric Coomer. We're going to talk about the election fraud issue, and we're going to get to the bottom of it. So, Jake, we're in the middle of, we're in the middle of a crisis in Afghanistan. And one of the things that we want the listeners to understand is what, what has happened. I mean, there's 6,500 or 6,800 Afghani, mostly middle-aged men, that were taken from Afghanistan and flown where? Uh, I think Qatar. Qatar, Germany. And then they're going to be dispersing them uh, as these uh, fantastic governors in, in states across the United States say, you know, please come in, we need more voters. So uh, as far as, I, I think it was Germany and Qatar where where's the, uh, you know, check over and, and, and dispersion point. So my, my, you know, we talk about virtue signaling and what the Biden administration has done and what they've done across our country in different uh, unelected bureaucrats to mess with or create an unsafe environment for Americans. Uh, care to tell me or tell everyone uh, how many Afghanistan uh, population, what the population is of Afghanistan in 2021? 25 million? Uh, it's about no, 40 no. million. Right. Just, wow. just shy of 40 million. Um, so 40 million people in Afghanistan. We take 6,500. We don't vet them. We bring them to the United States. We put them in every one of the states. And the anniversary of the um, September 11th uh, attack on our soil in New York City, which was supposed to be the the financial mecca of the world, right? Yeah. 
And yet here we are right now going into September, September 11th, the epicenter of the people that came and, and bombed our country on our soil came from Afghanistan. And we now are bringing in 6,500 people from Afghanistan here in a country of 40 million with no sort of vetting process. Yeah, yeah, we spent the last 20 years trying to keep them from getting here, and now we're uh, paying for their flight to come here. So. Yeah, and then we're also charging, you saw the State Department, I, I wish you could pull that, maybe you could get that pulled for us, Mr. Producer. What's that? $2,000. Uh, yeah, $2,000 promissory note. So if you're an American, now if you're an Afghani, you get here for free. The American people will, will gladly pay for you to come over here. We won't vet you at all. We hope that you're an extremist and you could hurt other Americans. I mean, it's kind of like the border on the South. We want to bring in as many uh, illegals to rob, kill, steal uh, as we possibly can. And you would say, oh, Joe, that's kind of racist. You know, you're, you're, you're being racist because you're profiling those people from the South. No, I'm not. I, I, I made this analogy yesterday. If you have a bowl of 100 M&Ms and one bad M&M is in there that can kill you, do you keep eating the M&Ms? And the answer is no, you don't. You throw out all the M&Ms because fruit of the poisonous tree. You don't want to eat something and end up having to kill you, but that's exactly what we're doing at the southern border. And what's happening through that process is that we're losing people. We're losing women and children to the sex trade inside the United States, the underground inside the United States, because they don't have social security numbers. They don't have date of birth. No one's looking for these people. So it's the perfect victim that when they're done with them, you know, again, I'm, I'm not sure I believe all of the stuff that has to do with QAnon, um, but I do believe that, you know, adrenochrome, adre is adrenochrome, adrenochrome is a real thing, right? And I do believe that they harvest, you know, stuff from kids and women and men. I do believe that we have a sex trade problem in our country. I believe that 100%. I've seen it. I've seen it. We built an application way back in the, in the day that went on the dark web. This is back when I was the CEO of a tech company. I was like, hey, can we build something that scrapes the dark web, that goes out there on the dark web and tells us who's looking for small children and looking for to exploit women? Can we build or, you know, children and women? Because obviously the men, the bad part about being exploited as a child, as a man, if, as a boy, is that those are the ones that they kill first. Those are not the ones that they release into the wild and say, okay, now you can just go on your own. You've, you've hit 15. These are the ones that have a, a life expectancy of 15, 16 years old. When they're done with them, they just kill them. But I, I, I built this app and then I tried to take it to law enforcement. It's like, hey, listen, we have this, this ability to you know, give you access to not only the people that are being victimized, but the people that are looking to victimize them. Do you want it? And they're like, oh, no, it's kind of like an unfair advantage. I kid you not, that was the conversation we had. Unfair advantage. Why would you not want to know where the sick people are in this country? Because it's a business. And you might actually ensnarl people you don't want to ensnarl. And that's why I think that our entire, everything that we have is compromised. It's all compromised. We're, it's all at a place right now where you, you, we, we as Americans don't know who to trust. We don't even know who to trust when you see a meme get put out there about Biden or someone in the administration. We just don't know. It sounds, so we, we parrot things that aren't true, which breaks down the constructs of then not wanting to put that message out again because you don't know what to believe or, or, or to believe or not to believe. And a perfect example of that is what has happened in Afghanistan. We know for a fact that we left $85 billion worth of equipment in Afghanistan. We made them the 26th largest air uh, um, defense force in the world, overnight, 
Afghanistan became the 26th largest air force in the world. And we left them a flight simulator. Oh, yeah. So they can learn. So they, they, they can learn how to fly these things. Well, and then uh, MSNBC, what, what's that, what's that uh, Rachel Madcow? Is it Rachel Madcow uh, or Rachel Maddow? Yeah, so Rachel Madcow came out and said, oh, yeah, and parroted something that someone else said, and that is they don't have the equipment to fix it. See, it's great that they have that equipment, but it'll break down. Are we forgetting the fact that three days after when they're in Afghanistan, the president or whatever, uh, prime minister, wh whoever it is in China, right, came in and met with the Taliban and said, hey, we're here to support you. We're going to recognize you as a, as a nation and as the leaders of that, rightful leaders of that nation. And we left all that technology to just walk it back over and say, hey, China, here you go. Here's a Blackhawk, right? Oh, here, here you go. Here, here's some, a oh. simulator. Update, Joe. There are now 12 American service members confirmed dead. You heard that? I heard you. 12. 60 total, 12 Americans. This is an absolute disgrace. Unfit to lead. No, they have no purpose in leading. They are fit to destroy, and that is their purpose. I <clears throat> absolutely stunning. Well, I think that, uh, yeah. We're still in August. We're still in August. We're, we haven't even gotten through the first year, and we've basically destroyed everything about what is happening in our nation. I mean, it, it, overnight. Overnight. Overnight, we have destroyed everything that this country represents. But go get your vaccine, because... You know, you just want to save somebody. Where is the save somebody when you're talking about Afghanistan? I tell you what I want to do. I want to save our country by getting rid of these bags that are leading, not by example, but leading from the back while watching evil just infect and destroy and, and create victims of people in our environment. You, you know, I, I, want to, I want to talk about what the, the consequences are for bad leadership, right? I don't know if you saw this, but this is from Colorado, and I know you're in Colorado. There's a young man that is from Castle Rock, Colorado, and uh, he was vacationing down in Florida. Did you hear about this? No. You did or didn't? No, I did not. He was sitting outside eating with his family, and uh, a man walks up with a gun and points a gun at his one-year-old son. So this 20, I think he's 22, 23-year-old young man um, stood in front of the gun and was shot. And then when he fell to the ground, this murderer shot him three or four times after that and then danced over his body. That's what happened in our country. I, I don't know I don't know how to deal with evil other than cutting it out. Right? Incapacitating New it. New York New York they're making a move to ban the ownership of body armor. So you can own a weapon, but if you want to wear body armor because of how bad things are getting in the city, that too will be illegal. 
So might as well zip tie your hands behind your back and uh, walk across a highway. It's probably safer. When it's another are... thing we address in the second hour is, is uh, you know, how, how all of these measures and, and, and protocols to keep you from being able to defend yourself and your family is what led to uh, something happening in which millions of people were corralled and slaughtered. So. I'm going to show you guys something if I can really quick. Mr. Producer, I'm sending this over to you right now. And inside this article is a video. I want to show you what the Biden administration is responsible for in Afghanistan. I want to show you what poor leadership looks like where they're flying to Vietnam and other countries while they ignore the American lives that are at risk in a, fall, a fallen nation. I want you to see what it looks like to have CIA and FBI assets that are destroying everything about our country by creating these this chaos over here. There's opportunity chaos. Maybe we can get away from looking at these audits. Maybe we could look away, get away from looking at the fact that they stole in a coup the election, not just at the national level, but at state levels and at local levels. Maybe we can get everyone to concentrate over here and let people die, let people die as a tool to again fool the American people. Now, now this is where you're wrong, Joe. The election went the way it did so they could do these things. You're giving them too much credit. You're giving them too much morality rather than really getting to the point to understand that the lengths they went to was so that they could expedite the destruction of all facets of the American empire. I don't, uh, there's a 15 second video inside of this, if you can get down to it. Um, it says Nadim um, Enjum, painful scenes from Cabal Airport after the suicide bombing. Can you get that, Mr. Producer? I, I don't, you know, there's not many times that I, I get on the show, but I feel like the last three or four days has become more and more evident. It's become more and more evident of what we're actually dealing with as a nation. It's become more and more evident that the evil of our society has taken over our leadership, and we're going to have to step in the gap. We're going to have to stand up as a country and say, get out. We're going to have to stand up and say, hey, listen, we're calling on our military personnel to honor that oath that they took, which is to defend our country from those foreign and domestic threats to our country and to our democracy. All right, we got it. We got it. Okay, let's go ahead and play this. And this is by parental. I'm going to tell you right now that look away if you if you don't want to see something that is just the symbol of what uh, the Biden administration stands for. Okay, go ahead and turn it off. For those who didn't catch that, that is, um, those are the bodies of the people who were killed in the bombing at the Cabal Airport. That's it. That's what we deal with right now. That's how much lives matter. That's how much 
you know, killing grandma is, should be really important. It should show every American that the only reason that they use those catchphrases is not because they care about Americans, but because they want to destroy Americans. They don't care about the value of a human life. It's not their life. That's why they can get on TV and talk about things and do TikTok videos and run around acting like they just want to be cool as if we're in high school. The, the, the mental midgetry of what's happening in our, in our country right now at a leadership level is astonishing. And I don't think of any, I, I, there's no word to describe what we're, what we're dealing with in Afghanistan other than to be expected. What did you expect when you allow a coup to happen on the American people? What do you think that the CIA and these people that are evildoers on both sides of the aisle, what do you think they wanted to have happen? Why is it that China, the Bank of China, is funding, and why, why is it we don't have clarity on who owns these election machines? How is it that we don't have clarity in our country right now, have, have clarity on what happened in our elections? How is it that the media and tech companies, again, I'll say it again, Jake, how is it that the media companies and the tech companies can walk in and say nothing to say, say here, see here and be giving complete amnesty and act as a surrogate for the government in persecuting and oppressing people? How is that possible? Compromise. Compromise. Everyone is compromised. You know, at, at this at this point ac across the board, it's I, I really don't have an answer for you because uh, outside of compromise, we, we I don't know what is necessary for this to put itself on a different path. Otherwise, the stuff we go into on the second hour is is really i mean it's just it's going to get more and more extreme so i i don't at this point unless the grid goes down you know electricity internet is down for six months i don't think you can pull the people out of that echo chamber and get them to understand the reality that is at hand so maybe possibly the best thing to happen would be uh, an EMP of sorts. Well, somebody but, actually told me that, hey, Joe, this morning, I, you know, I had a conversation with my pastor and he said to me, he goes, Joe, what's happening is awesome. It's, it should happen this way. And I go, how can you say it's awesome? He goes, because people are waking up every day. The realization that, that the New York Times and the Washington Post and all of these guys are just weapons, political weapons for the radical left is becoming more and more pronounced. They can't hide from it. The fact that our government is compromised, the fact that our judiciary is completely compromised and corrupt to its core, people are waking up to the realization that, man, how long has this been going on? How long have these people been in positions of power and authority wrecking lives of Americans? How long have they been stealing from people while they're locking people up? They're doing it. They're locking people up, trying to hold people accountable while saying, hey, rules are for thee and not for me. In the second hour, at the very end, we are going to talk about H.R. 4, aren't we? We talk about a lot of things, H.R. 4, H.R. 4980, uh, historical context between Hitler and what's going on now, the, the components of the master plan and how they coincide with components of Hitler's master plan. And uh, their only real defense of being a Nazi is they just project and call someone else a Nazi.
at this point, if, if people can't add these things up and, and objectively assess them for themselves, one day they're going to wake up and they're going to be themselves in a camp going, oh, wow, how'd this happen? They said never again, but here we are. Here we are. All right, we're going to take a quick day. break. We're going to take a quick break when we come back. But before we actually go, I'm going to tell you that this podcast is brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow. You can save up to 66% with code with code CD21. That's Charlie David 21. I will always support MyPillow. I bought some more sheets yesterday. I bought some more slippers yesterday um, for my find new place where you're seeing. It's not in Washington, by the way. Um, but uh, if you want to save up to 66%, get great products made in America, support an American company and an American hero, you can support MyPillow and Mike Lindell um, and save up to 66% with code CD21. When we come back, um, we're going to talk about the gaslighting that happens currently in the media. And more particularly, we'll talk about Eric Coomer's uh, puff piece that the New York Times wrote. It looks like an advertorial. And then, in contrast, we're going to share excerpts from an actual article from a journalist who has stood up and said, what you're saying, Susan Dominus, is absurd. And it just flies in the face of common sense in America. When we come back, we'll talk about that and more. We'll be right back. Ronald Reagan famously said that our freedoms are never more than a generation away from extinction. Conservative Daily exists to make sure that never happens. With our community of 700,000 members, we fight every day to hold Congress's feet to the fire and stop them from surrendering our rights and freedoms. The fight to take this country back is not over. Please join our movement right now by going to conservative-daily.com and clicking the subscribe button to sign up for our free call to action newsletters. We have a chance to save this country, but only if we all work together. Again, this is conservative-daily.com and don't forget to hit the subscribe button at the top. 